Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. live welcome back ladies and gentlemen i'm your host blake Rafino. this is are you serious sports my are you serious mug you can find on the website what's going on so many people in the house adam b says yo christian connor says go time rob boudreau saying it being dark outside's throwing him off i mean being light outside's throwing him off when the show starts i agree with that and we got some March Madness on the tube and a great show in store for you tonight. Some spring standouts. Wilson Alexander will join us from The Advocate uh, at 7.30. We'll talk some LSU football. Uh, spring is obviously underway. What did he see tonight? What are some key takeaways maybe that he took away from practice today? But we are watching some SEC hoops. UConn is currently dominating uh, Arkansas. UConn's offense, man, is something lethal. Uh, as Arkansas is shooting 37% from the field and UConn shooting 66% from the field. So we'll, we'll monitor. We'll talk about it a little bit. But we got a lot of LSU stuff that we got to talk about as well. As LSU baseball will be rescheduling their game for tomorrow. Uh, they announced that the game tomorrow will be at 12 noon due to wanting to beat the rain. Um, so game one in a top five matchup, our final breakdown of this series will come here today. Maybe we'll ask little baby Zach what he thinks. Oh, Mr. Blake, Cade Beloso. <laughs> that man's a Cade Beloso stand. Uh, but we'll talk some LSU baseball in that top five matchup. I, I got to tell you, I, I might replace this. What do, what do we need to take from what do we realistically take from pro days? 
but I might switch it up. I'm, I hadn't gone on Rafino's rants in two weeks. I've been calm. You know, I've been relaxed. I hadn't really <clears throat> gone on a lot of rants here lately. Uh, but Jack Schwarbick, the AD at, at, at Notre Dame, he's really getting under my skin. Maybe we'll talk about both. Like I mentioned, Wilson Alexander uh, joins us at 7.30, and we'll break down some women's basketball who faces off against Utah tomorrow as well, as we do every Tuesday and Thursday, hashtag AskBlake. Questions, thoughts, concerns, we will get to as many of them uh, as we can. Uh, Rob Boudreaux, getting to a couple comments before we get rolling, says, I looked up and said it's too early to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still light out. It's kind of freaking me out too, brother. D. Smith says, Jordan, I guess he's talking about our guest from last night. Um, <clears throat> I, I I mean, come on, guys. Uh, Terry DeLahousse is in the house. Jacob Wiggins says, let's go. By the way, Jordan was fantastic, man. She knew her stuff. She knew her stuff. Now, me and her both thought Arkansas would keep it closer than this against UConn, but what do we know? That's what makes it March Madness, man. You just don't ever know. You just don't ever know. Cra Who, Craig Jones? I haven't played that in a long time. Uh, he says, what's up, guy? Lego. Big Jake Cole says, looks like I might have to swim to the baseball game Saturday. Yeah, it looks like it's going to rain, man. It's going to rain. <laughs> it's going to rain. Yeah. I feel you, man. I feel you. It's not looking too hot, brother. Not looking too hot. We'll try to go to live tomorrow after the women's basketball game while Zach's out on a date and can't produce the show and he's just leaving me out, out and abandoned. How about that, Zach? You going to leave me out and abandoned, go on a date? <clears throat> not watch LSU athletics? Shame on you. Um, He said all he did Tuesday was come in and get out. What, is that your sex life, or is there, are you talking about cable? <laughs> oh, God. It's true. Didn't he, didn't he have a single, or did he walk? Singled? Okay. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Chance Babin says, I love baseball games being on regular TV this weekend, although weather might mess it up. So we do have this. Let me, Michael Bonnet sent this out. So hold on one second. Hold on one second. I'll get this to y'all because Michael Bonnet sent us something about an hour ago. Um, let me look for it, guys. Hold on one second. I'll give you an update. Uh, Michael Bonnet sent this to us around 6.04 p.m. Central Time today. It said, TV update for Friday's LSU versus Arkansas baseball game. The game will start at 12 p.m. Central Time, which we just talked about. And it will be streamed on SEC Network Plus. Beginning in approximately the second or third inning, the game will also be televised on SEC Network after prior programming is completed. So there you go. There you go. So it is going to, first couple innings, you're going to have to stream it. And then after that, you should be fine. So we'll talk about that matchup uh, as well. Uh, Jeff on Facebook says, we're going to listen to the Tigers tomorrow, whether they like it or not. Well, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <clears throat> I've already tried to plan my escape and it didn't work. 
my wife's too witty for me to do things like that. Can't, you know, uh, Tyler Townsend. I might have to turn this game off. Zach, just give me, just give us updates. Michigan State. Am I bad? Like my, the stream's not bad. You can hear me, right? I'm not bad, Zach. Okay. Michigan State just took the lead and then lost the lead to Kansas State. They're uh, uh, Kansas State's up 61-60. Uh, but Tyler Townsend says, uh, let's go beat them piggies. Yeah, they're down 45-29. It's an outright ass beating right now. It's an outright ass beating. So I'm going to turn it off. Maybe it'll give the Hawks some 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 hope. Maybe it'll give some Hawk, the Hawks some hope. Uh, Adrian says, hopefully raining home runs tomorrow, Blake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hope so, man. Let's hope so. We'll talk about it. And look, we talked about it a lot this week, right? We talked about it a lot this week. By the way, y'all can't see this, but look how I'm, these are these are weekly notes, front and back pages that I write down. Zach, do you take notes for your podcast? No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. You always text me, Mister Blake. What do you think? Because I need help. Mr. Blake, I'm a real boy. I'm a real boy. Um, I got to find these notes. I must have lost them. I must have lost them. Nevertheless, I'll, I'll get them. I'll get them during the break. All right, but we will start the show by talking a little bit of, uh, a little bit of this baseball series. Let's go. And do that. Zach, I don't need to see that, but I'm just messing. It's just a joke. Mr. Blake, I take notes. How do I know that's notes? You could be doing a devotional for all I know. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but we'll see. Chad says he borrows his notes. <clears throat> borrows his notes. Yeah, that's exactly what he does. He borrows mine. Um, Brian says, I had to get that grass cut before the rain, and I wasn't doing doing it during the baseball game tomorrow yeah i probably need to text my my lawn guy right don't you think don't y'all think i need to text my lawn guy tomorrow during the break tell him hey man you, it's gonna be raining you're gonna be able to get out here or what need to do that need to do that wish i had more time i used to cut our grass all the time we have about an acre and a half that i gotta cut it's a lot of grass man it's a lot of grass i used to listen to the joe rogan experience when i used to cut grass Maybe we'll talk about that one day and how, you know, maybe we'll talk about it one day. All right. So let's do this. Zach, everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those social media groups. Share to all of your social media pages. If you're on Facebook, guys, you're absolutely killing it for us. Continue to do so. Share right now. Hit that like button. Hit the share. Share to all of those uh, Facebook groups. Share to all of those social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell. Thank you so much for doing that as well. If you're listening to us on the radio, and maybe we got some big news coming. Zach, we got some really big news coming in the next couple weeks. Massive news. Um, so really excited. Um, if you can't get on YouTube or you don't want to, you know, you don't want to pay for YouTube and then you want to watch it on TV, maybe we got some news for you. If you got, you know, Samsung, Roku, Vizio, all that stuff, you can do it right from your smart computer. So it's got a lot. We got a lot we're about to do over the next couple of months. Uh, really excited for that. But re regardless, rate, review, and subscribe. If you listen to us on the radio, listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts, guys, you've been killing it for us. Like I said, over the million downloads in this lifetime of this, been absolutely fantastic. 
Go over to Apple. Go over to Spotify. Give us a rating. We appreciate you doing that. Zach, talk about our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons and our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Guys, we return in one minute. Let's break down some LSU baseball. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV With repair, big regret rolls, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down on the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you, and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell me, good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. We're, We're back. Texas, no, you're not. All right. So, top five matchup. I guess we can say it. Let's get this thing started, y'all. Let's get this thing started, y'all. Top five mat- matchup in Alex Box this weekend. So, listen, we have talked a lot about this week, breaking down this top five matchup Monday, Tuesday. We went into a lot of depth um, over the last, you know, I guess I want to say at least two hours of the show this week have been really, really, really breaking down what's going on and what we should expect from the Arkansas-LSU matchup uh, this upcoming weekend. Now, Arkansas is a really good team, man. They're 19-2. and two. They've done a lot of good things over the last couple of weeks to start the season. Like I, I mentioned, Jace Bohoffrin is a guy that's hitting 406. He's got 64 at-bats, 26 hits. Guys, he's got a slugging percentage of 734, and he's got – I mean, he's just absolutely ripping the ball. Jared Wegner, another guy mashing the ball. The other night, he did fantastic. 390 batting average. He's hit nine home runs, 35 RBIs. Then you go to uh, you go to Kendall Diggs, who's been really a stud over the last, let's just call it, probably year and a half, really, if you follow college baseball. But he's got six hits and 24 RBIs as well. Look, the interesting thing to me, and, I, and I've continued to say this all week, Arkansas at the plate's got a lot of dudes one through five. That you just cannot, you cannot take for granted what that lineup can do one through five. Guys, they're 19 and two for a reason. They're 17 at one at home. Here's the interesting thing they have not played away from home outside of a neutral field this season. They haven't been truly on the road this year. Let's see how that changes now that they're on the road. It's kind of an offbeat schedule. Guys, just because, you know, I know that you hate that this game 
is going to be at 12 uh, noon, but they also have to come in and play earlier than they normally would. Not only that, not only di- not only that, okay, but here's the big key, and the thing, and the key that I think that you're going to have to just really hone in on this weekend. This is their bottom fo- bottom four. You ready? Or one, two, three, four. Yeah, their bottom four in their lineup. Brady Slavin's 297, John Bolton, 226, Caleb Callie hitting 222, and Parker Rowland hitting 214. You, you, if you can manage with this pitching staff, getting one through five out consistently, you're going to maybe give up some hits. You're going to give up some runs. You're going to do some things. Does what automatically? We got a pro- We got an. Oh, okay, okay. I thought we had an issue. Hello, Pooh. By the way, anywho, you got to be able to consistently get the guys out in that bottom of that bottom of that order. Because if you do, you're going to have a lot of success. Their one loss, game bred, stroke up and written. Pause on how they Arkansas was beat. The only games that they've lost this season. Got to get them out. I'm really interested to see because I also, on that flip side of the coin, I'm really interested to see how LSU hits a really good staff. Guys, this is the best staff that you've seen all season. It's no joke. It's it, Dave Van Horn has got some dudes. We talked about this the other night. Hagen Smith, Hunter Holland, Dylan Carter, Will McIntyre, and Cody Adcock are really, really, really good. Look, man. Don't think you're going in this weekend and think you're just going to absolutely sweep. Now, I'll give my prediction. I think LSU wins the series. I think they take two of three, and that stinks because you had some teams out there that swept last weekend, and, and I get that. But I just feel as if that Arkansas is going to take one this this weekend because I think that you might have a doubleheader on Saturday depending on weather. It doesn't, Sunday does not look good. It's going to be sloppy, man. It's going to be sloppy, and you just got to go out there and be you. Get the hits. You can't start off slow either because if some situations like Arkansas happen, I mean, uh, Missouri and Tennessee happens like last weekend, you never know what's going to happen. Got to go out there and swing in the back quick. Don't be alarmed if Hagen Smith is able to get you, or, or I'm pretty sure it's Hagen Smith. Let me get back to my notes. Um, yeah, Hagen Smith is able to get you out in the first couple of times that he goes to the order. He's that good. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. But nevertheless, nevertheless, we'll just have to prepare and make sure that LSU is able to take two out of three. Um, that's really it, man. I, I mean, when because we've talked about it so much. Now, as Matt Tran alluded to last night, which I agree, which I agree, is – what can you do coming out of the bullpen later in the series? You know what you're going to be able to do on Friday. You have a pretty good plan and idea of what you're going to do on Saturday. And in that third game, what are you able to do? Has Jay come up with a plan? Did he change anything? We'll find out. I think that the lineup that you saw last night or two nights ago, was it last night? No, it wasn't last night, Zach. Was it two nights ago uh, on Tuesday? I, I don't think that you changed that lineup. I don't think that you can. And I know that a lot of people have been asking the question inside the comments this week. Blake, do you put Kling back in? I, I just can't. I can't see it. Right? Like, I, I can't see it right now that you would just put Kling back in the lineup 
the way that Pearson is hitting. So I think now that you're in the second weekend of SEC play, I think that you found it. Now, what do you do with Joe Bear? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe are those two the rotational piece? Maybe if there's a righty that's coming in, you let Joe Bear go. And then if a lefty comes in, you let Kling go in. I, that I don't know. That I don't know. The, the other thing is, is how is Ty Floyd and Thatcher Hurd going to react? I like that from Stanley Reed. Um, he says Floyd and Hurd has to at least go nine uh, or go five, right? Absolutely. You cannot have another situation where those guys are coming out early. Now, Stanley, the only thing, the only thing that I would, I would, I want to see is when that strike zone's not squeezed, right? Like absolutely squeezed on uh, Ty Floyd and on Thatcher Hurd, how they're able to react, right? Because last weekend you saw that that, that strike zone was really squeezed on them, squeezed on them. And I agree with Ben McDonald. When uh, he said this earlier this week, I, I, I heard him say on, I forget what telecast he was on, but he said around the SEC, the, the strike zones have really reduced and shrunk this year because that's how they're ba you're based off of going in to the SEC championship games. That's how you're, you're, you're measured when it comes to what you're doing in the postseason. So maybe they have a little bit of a looser lineup. Okay, maybe they have a little bit of a looser lineup. We'll, we'll I mean, lineup, uh, strike zone. We'll see. Other than that, that's the biggest question marks you have. You don't have a lot of other ones. Now, do I think that forever that Dylan Cruz is going to hit over 500? No, I don't think Dylan Cruz is going to continue to hit over 500. So other guys around him is going to have to step up and pick up. And they've been doing that. But. What can that, like you said to Stanley, what can Thatcher Hurd do? What can Ty Floyd do? How are you able to operate all of that? We'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Brian says you could DH clean uh, later in the lineup and bring him up late. We'll have to see, man. I mean, he's, I mean, he's really talented. He's, he's going to get better. He, you could see that he has all the tools, um, but you're just going to have to, you're going to have to work through some things with him. And regardless if if Kling is in the lineup or not, he's going to have to be at the bottom of the order, okay? Because Pearson, I, Zach and Pooh, I don't, I mean, Zach, I would not change this lineup. I, I'm just telling you. I don't know how you feel. I know that you're like, Cade Boloso, Cade Boloso. But are you going to DH him for Jared Jones? You know, like, and then if you're going to put him in the field, then who are you going to take out? I mean, would you would you put Morgan back and left, and then put Beloso at first? Yeah, I just. I, but then, what do you do with Pearson? Because now Pearson's absolutely just demolishing the ball, so you can't take him out of the lineup. It's a great problem to have. I just don't. I, I don't think you can do it to anything at the current moment. The way that these guys are hitting now. <laughs> I, my biggest question is, is how many Arkansas guys down that bullpen are lefties? That's what I want to know. And those stats that you're seeing, like I did this weekend stats, there's guys, it's mathematically impossible for them to be hitting over 260. Mathematically impossible. It's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. 
You can't go five. I think they went like uh, 12 of 51 this weekend. Another night, like we mentioned, they went five of 17 against lefties. They're not hitting over 260, dog. Sorry to tell you. Zach has it. Morgan left. Beloso DH are first. Jones DH are first. And Pearson in right field. But Zach, why though? Hold on, I'm bringing you up. I'm bringing you up. But why? But why? I, I don't. I don't get that logic. Because Beloso hits. He's but he doesn't hit. But he. But he doesn't hit SEC pitching. Do you, we haven't do, seen do, him even face SEC. Yeah, pitching. you did. You saw him last year. And what does Jay know that you don't? What does Jay know that we don't? That's correct. I will agree with you there. What does he know that we don't? Because I don't think I don't think that he's actively keeping Beloso out because he, you know, just because I don't think that he's doing anything like that. I, I do agree. There's obviously something that is keeping him. Why are you? Let me ask you this question, not to call you out. Why are you hitting hammering this home so hard? Because he's steadily hitting over 400. Why not put him in? He's in, not hitting in, over in, 400, is he? Yes, he's hitting over four. Why not put him in the lineup and and the, the, against the SEC? When you got guys like, I mean, they're freshmen, so they have an excuse, correct? Who? Who's a freshman? Kling, Jones. When you well, got, Kling's when you out. Guys, Kling's out. Huh? Kling's out. And you can't take Jones out, out, bud. You you just Kling, can't. Well, no, I agree. You don't want to take Jones out. But I'm saying when you have these guys that are struggling, why not put a veteran guy in that's hitting over 400? And we haven't even seen how he's going to face. You have seen how he faces. You have seen him before. Not this year. Yeah, but again, you've seen him over the last couple of seasons, though. Like this isn't new. He was injury prone. All right, so he what happened all last year? He's not injury prone. You tore his ACL. That doesn't make you injury prone. He was. He was. In, I didn't mean to say, he was injured last year. We didn't even see him last year. Okay. Look, I'm gonna defend it, man. I, I feel it. Until 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 he gets up there against SEC pitching and proves me. Cisco dead wrong. says that Beloso can't run and that Kling is a speed merchant. I mean, yes, obviously. The good thing about Kling is, well, it doesn't matter how fast not, he is if, if he can't hit the broad out. side of the barn. Exactly. If he's not striking out, yeah, I mean, put him put him at leadoff because he's fast. He can get on, or or at, or at the nine hole because he can ro- roll it over. That's fine, but you got to hit the baseball. And I understand it might be just a slump right now, but while he's in a slump right now, who are you going to put in? Joe Bear, who's hit or miss, too? Because Joe Bear, every th- I mean, we haven't seen him do a whole lot uh, recently. He went to he went two or three the other night and hit two line drives. So don't say – and he's hit, he's hit, what, six home runs? But we have seen him against SEC pitching. And he hit 250 with 18 home runs. He hit 16 home runs in SEC last year. What are you talking about? I'm just saying. Okay. 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 He, blow, he deserves it. Hey, Zach, guess what? Hmm. It doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> see, normally I would have taken you down like this, but I see, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. All right. I, I, I was ready for it. I was ready for it. Doesn't matter. All right. I don't, I don't hate what he's saying. I mean, I don't, I, I don't hate what he's, what Zach's saying. Um, Big Jake Cole says that Beloso hasn't faced SC pitching. So, uh, you don't ask him to do it against number five team of the country. I guess to, to back up Zach, though, neither has Kling. Kling's never seen SEC pitching. So, I I, that, I mean, the my ar- my argument is, is what we had seen Beloso. I don't think that you could put that in for Kling. Uh, Stanley says he consistently does not swing at the first pitch at first pitch strikes, meaning Kling, though, he does not. 
Neither is really Belosa. But, he, I mean, he's got a couple first-pitch home runs. I don't know, man. I, but, Zach, the, my, only, my only argument to that crowd, my only argument to that crowd is, is that r- scoring runs aren't your issue. You scored 11 runs the other night. You scored 12 runs the other night. And then, I mean, I don't think scoring runs and hitting is really your issue. Now, have you gone through long stretches and then had massive explosions? Yes. <laughs> now, what? You have to come in where? That's what she said. All right. Hold on. You're doing this a little too much now. Who are you? Who? Who? You're Spider Who? You got white and blue. Yeah, I'm Spider-Man. All right, what did, what does Spider-Man do? He swings and jumps and the walls. He 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 swings, he jumps, and he climbs on the walls. Correct? Yeah. Okay. What else does he do? He jumps on the roof. He can jump on the his, his <laughs> toys. He flies his toys. He can swing on the wrinkles. He can shake wrinkles. So he let me okay. So he can go on the roof, he can swing off the roof, and he can drop kick Green Goblin. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. What else does he do? He he can jump on the walls. He can he can go over my house. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, Zach and Pooh Bear are here. What do you want to tell them? Who likes Superman? Zach? Yeah. All right. Who's Pooh Bear's favorite? Uh, Captain America. Captain America? Okay. Well, I mean, he's not wrong. Pooh did. Pooh was in the armed services. He's not wrong. Right? You're not wrong. Okay. Okay. So we got, so Zach likes Spider-Man. Pooh Bear's Captain America. That's what you're telling me. Who, so... If everybody's becoming a superhero today, Ben, what am I? Who, who, what superhero is Daddy? You'd be, uh, Captain America. No, Captain America's already done. You better hurry up. Mr. Wilson's here in, in one minute. Who, what superhero is Daddy? Remember, hey, what do you, t- what do you call me the other day? I smash, what was that? Oh, that's right. I'm Hulk. Hulk smash. <laughs> All right. Dad's got to do. I got to actually work here, dude. Bye, All right. Close the door. Close the door. Close the door. Close the door. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pooh Bear says, I'm assuming, I don't know, Captain America was in the armed service for like 80 years and never got promoted. <laughs> Go to Wilson Alexander next. Let me tell you, though, about my good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. We're back in 40 seconds with Wilson Alexander from The Advocate. Superman Speed! By the Drake Williams Law Firm, DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. 
Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. All right, we're back with the man, the myth, the legend, the man that we call Wilson Alexander. So, Wilson, I don't know if you just saw our son or my son. Uh, he was giving our producers uh, uh, superhero names. That was their superhero. I'm Hulk, uh, Pooh Bear's Captain America, and Zack is Superman. Who would Wilson Alexander be if you were a Marvel or DC hero? <laughs> First of all, that was adorable. <laughs> um, and second, so... I don't really know. My fiance thinks that I kind of look like Chris Evans. Um, yeah, you do. Situation. Hey, you kind of do the hair. And it's the hair, right? I mean, yeah, you kind of do. She thinks so, but I don't. I, I don't think I can take Captain America. That's already taken. So I don't know who mine would be. That's the one that I would say though, because she thinks I kind of look like Chris Evans sometimes. Okay, we can have two. Uh, we well, I mean, you got multi, multi. What do you call that? Uh, yeah, multiverse? We'll, we'll go into the multiverse. Okay, well, there you yeah. go. So you can be the Captain America in another multiverse. How about that? All right, Wilson Alexander from the Advocates, our guest. Wilson, I'm going to give you the floor. I mean, what did you? So let me emphasize. You guys were out there at practice today. They kind of looked like there were a little bit more different drills than maybe that we'd seen in the past that were going on. Um, but Brian Kelly, fourth spring practice, I, I believe it was. What did you notice today from from practice? Yeah, maybe a couple different drills than we'd seen in the uh, the twenty minute period that the media has gotten. Uh, you know, three times now this spring, there was a passing drill where that shed some light a little bit on who's been repping at center because uh, not only was Marlon Martinez snapping back to the quarterback, so was Borbordalon, Borbordalon, which we knew he was, you know playing center for the first time. And then Garrett Dellinger was over there as well, which, of course, everybody remembers that he was, uh, you know, starting at center in the season opening against Florida State before he got moved up to guard. And that's probably just in the sense of Brad Davis cross-training guys and continuing to do that and, you know, having him, you know, make some snaps here in the spring just to have that as, like, an insurance option. Uh, it's probably, I don't think it's where, you know, Garrett ends back up. But, you know, we got to see that. Um, and we got to continue to see what really stood out to me anyway today was just the continued cornerback rotation and how, what things look like uh, there because uh, Zy Alexander was, you know, kind of running with the ones in this little full defensive drill that they do right at the beginning of practice for the second straight practice. And Javian Tobiano was the second team nickel. Now, Javian had been the first team corner on Tuesday. Um, so it just sort of shows that he's potentially got some versatility that could move him around the defensive backfield. Uh, he certainly showed that capability at high school, um, but it looks like he might be able to translate to this level as well. And the other cornerback was J.K. Johnson today, but it's been Denver Harris. It's been as well. And so they just kind of continue to move around a lot in that group as they, you know, that's what Camp Battle is going to go for a while. But particularly Teo Viano at nickel um, and seeing that he, maybe he slides into the mix there was interesting. 
And he's kind of a big nickel, too, right? I mean, he's a, all of 200 pounds, and that's not always – I mean, today's game, Wilson, I mean, that's still a pretty big corner. Um, let me ask you, J.K. Johnson, we have not really talked a lot about him, the speedster DB out of Ohio State. Was it the first time that you had really saw him get some action today, like with the ones or anything like that? And what did you if – you, if it was, what did you think of him? I don't think it was. I'm trying to remember back to the first, very first practice. Yeah, the very first that, practice, it, see, felt, it felt like he ran with the ones. It was him and Toviano, if I'm not mistaken, right? I know Denver Harris was getting some work then, too. Uh-huh. It's, but also, we're like, remember, we know we're out there for 20 minutes. And we're not <laughs> seeing 11 on 11. <laughs> right. This, they've only been in pads for two days. And But what I think is important to really, I guess, note then with all that the sort of disclaimers is that JK, he looks chiseled. Um, you know, he, he really seems kind of ripped and he, which you would probably expect because he's been in a college program now for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's going to be in the mix. You know, he started games at Ohio State when they had an injury to their starter last year. Um, and he's, like you said, speed. He doesn't have the same uh, sort of length that you might, that like Zy Alexander has right. and that Tobiano has. Um, but you don't necessarily have to have that. Um, so we'll see kind of, you know, moving forward, how he fits and all that. I would expect him to compete for time because he's shown that he can at another major program. That's interesting because the, Wilson, what do you, do you make that they're just rotating any, everybody, anybody and everybody out of DB and not letting anybody know anything? I mean, I mean, look, I, I'm not going to be the one to sit here and say, let's break down every single thing that's going on in spring. Sometimes I, I mean, I just kind of hate that, but at the same time, if you're, I mean, you go out there every day, there's something different. I mean, what are you trying to tell me then? Because if, if that's going on, you're obviously, you're telling me that you're having in that team meeting room, a lot of like, Hey guys, this is the board. Boom, boom, boom. And I don't know what's going on there, but do you take that? It's been that much of a rotation at DB. I do because we have a, you know, LSU has a completely remade cornerback room. The only returner being Terrence Welch and, I uh, would, you know, know that he was uh, the second team uh, corner in those sort of full, you know, defensive drills today. Um, there's so they've got to get a good look at all of these guys, and they got to rotate them through to see who can really play. Um, because even though you've watched film, um, either at high school or from another another college or something like that, you don't know exactly what you're getting until you get to see them with your own eyes in person, you know, during practice in high leverage situations, and so. I do think that they are, they are truly just rotating them quite a bit. And it, that really what we're talking about is an emphasis on how much these guys are all going to be competing with one another and how this thing is going to stretch for a while because we don't even have the full picture with Deuce Chestnut out um, until summer workouts. So, yeah, I do think this is, isn't like a smokescreen or anything. They're trying to get a good look at these guys um, and figure out who the best ones they have are. All right, I've been peppered with this question. So we got two in the text, believe it or not, and we got one here from Jeff, so I'll just give Jeff the credit here. He says, is Josh William not participating in spring practice? I mean, they're texting us, and and they're putting it in the comments. So I know we're talking defense, but (laughs) I guess switch over very quickly. What's up with Josh Williams? Yeah, he had that knee injury uh, at the end of last season, and it's still something that he's getting over. Uh, He is not participating in spring at all right now. Um, he was at practice on Tuesday, but simply sort of at practice. Like he was, mm. he wasn't, you know, in pads, like the, some of the other running backs, uh, you know, there aren't a lot of them, but the other ones who were there. Um, and so Brian Kelly said on uh, March 9th, 
the first day of spring practice that of him and sort of Armani Goodwin, these injured running backs that uh, Josh was the closest to getting back in the spring and doing some, getting some work in. So that's right. his status right now. He's not a full participant, but there's a chance that he gets back in there and, the, you know, at some point this spring to get some more work. I'm not, I'm, I hate flipping back and forth, but uh, you know, when people pepper on you with that question, I, see, and I, you're right. Cause he had even said that, that he was the next running back that would be back when the question was asked about John uh, Emery. Um, interesting back on the defense, Wilson. So Tuesday or no Monday, me and one of the one of our guests, we kind of got went back and forth about the interior of the defensive line. Wilson, I made a big deal about it this week. Maybe I'm just a Looney Tune. LSU was 80th in sacks. Now, I think that they were held with duct tape along the interior defensive line as we had been on the show doing our film breakdown, sh stuff like that, okay? Brian Kelly made that an emphasis when he was asked a question this week and said we got to get better there, obviously, with Mason Smith. Do you think that when all said and done, those are one of the things that he's he, – because he's mentioned that th every single time and kind of going a little out of his way about the interior and Mason Smith. I guess what do you think about his comments when he's talking about the interior defensive line? It's clear that LSU was getting worn down on the interior no the doubt. Of the season because the depth was just not there. I mean, I think we've talked about it a few times now, just how much Jacoby and Guillory and Makai Wingo were playing. I mean, they Makai led the country in snaps for an interior defense right. tackle. And so, yeah, it was duct tape, and they were holding it together and kind of doing what they could, but they didn't have a dominant or really just significant inside pass rush. Um, it was all coming off the edges from B.J. Ojolari and Harold Perkins. Um, I mean, Savion Jones was third on the team in sacks, and he wasn't even in, you know, every down kind of player uh, as a backup to Ali Gay. So what Mason Smith does is bring that inside threat. Um, and this is something that's going to be really interesting to watch uh, in, as the season, you know, unfolds and we see Mason, you know, really get healthy and working because he's still, you know, a limited non-contact participant right now. But because he's going to be able to bring that – that inside pass rush, teams aren't going to be able to fan to one side. You know, they're going to have right. to account for him up the middle, maybe even use a running back uh, to chip with him. And then they have to account for him and Harold Perkins and whatever other exotic blitzes Matt House might scheme up. And so because, and, you know, Savion Jones has been a great, uh, I don't know about great, but certainly show that he could be a productive pass rusher. And if he's a starter defensive end, then maybe that's another guy right off the edge. And because you've got someone in the middle, there's just so much more that defenses are going to have to account for. Now, when Mason Smith is healthy, it opens up a lot of what LSU might want to do on the defensive front because it can bring pressure from multiple different areas instead of just on the edges. I, and, and I know that we talk about it a lot, and you're right. It's just when he brings it up and he talks about it, I mean, Wilson, go back and watch the, the press conferences. The longest answers that he's giving on a specific – outside of, like, John Emery, you know, stuff like that. I'm not talking about, like – Big breaking news stuff. When we're just talking like actual ball, <laughs> what you mentioned is exactly what he's talking about. Every It's as long as the answer. So we get it when we do it just so we have it, you know, for the show. We try to get everybody's tweets and, and this, you know, transcription. And it's literally the longest thing that everybody types, right? And so I'm like, okay, well, maybe we'll just, we'll, we'll have to continue to talk about that. Uh, Wilson, well, we haven't talked about a lot. Now we've mentioned it here and there. I, I do want to talk a little quarterback with you tonight. So um, we had gotten, uh, you know, some of the stuff about him going out there and working out with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, I mean, Jane Daniels. 
I guess what there's not a lot you can take from it so far. But to me, he does look like he's put on a little bit of weight, though. I guess what have you made of Jane Daniels so far? We haven't been able to really see him do anything significant on a practice field at this point because, like, they've only they go through like stuff where they're throw you know going through bags and sort of not even really throwing against the defense or anything like that. He is a little bit bigger. Brian Kelly told me before season camp started that he was over 205. Uh, he was listed last season at 200, so that's a little bit of weight. You can see it when he's out there. Wilson, I'll buy you a steak dinner if that kid was a hundred. It was a two hundred pounds last year. You and I both know yeah. that he was not two hundred. <laughs> right, yes. that kid was one eighty five. Now he's two. He's really two hundred five now. All right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm sorry for interrupting you, but continue. No, it's okay. I mean, because you make a good point that you can see visibly, it's probably more than five pounds. Correct. Put on over Correct. this season, um, and that's really all we've been able to see to this point. That and that he's changed his face mask. <laughs> Um, right. And the visor and the visor yes, that too. So some style changes. Um, but yeah, like you said, he's been putting in the work with those guys out on the West coast for, for a while now, you know, three DQB where he was working with Bryce and CJ. Uh, he's had a personal coach through them uh, right. for a bit and they've been working on his footwork, you know, for, I can't remember exactly when that started. Um, but I know that like last summer they were, he was out there working with them. Right. Um, and, and he went back over there during spring break. And so, um, we'll see, you know, how that kind of stuff pays off because they want him to uh, get better at downfield passing uh, and, and continue to work on his read progressions. Those are kind of the two main focuses on top of that bulk that we've already mentioned with his body to make sure that he can sustain as a running quarterback. Wilson, you know what's interesting? Uh, because we go through, and the producers, I think, hate this, but for about when – so it's been probably three or four years. It's what we've done every year. We go on a deep analytical dive. And I'm not an analytical dude, but I think it makes sense to kind of reflect on, all right, where did – from a statistical standpoint, where did you really do good and really do bad? The interesting things to me that when we did this this entire week, 34.5 passing attempts per game at 270 yards. Let's just round up. 270 yards through the air – this season while running the ball for 285 yards per game. I guess, Wilson, when you when we take the, the season back and pull back the curtain and we're not in what's going on during the season and we take a look back, where are you surprised when you hear, like, just how good LSU was offensively last season? I would be because it was a little bit uneven, you know, throughout the year. No doubt. No doubt. And it just felt like – it felt like, uh, well, they're good, they're bad, they're good, they're bad. But then when you look at it like 270 yards and 180 yards rushing, I'm like, damn, we, <laughs> hey, we, I mean, it's not bad numbers. That's how you do get to 10 wins. Yeah, ex exactly. And in the way that Jaden played in the offense as a whole, uh, you know, sort of threw him as the quarterback played in some of the biggest games. I mean, when, you know, Ole Miss and Alabama and Florida, in particular, that, that three-game stretch where he was so productive and the offense was so particularly efficient. Um, and the key for LSU now is to apply that over an entire year so that you have, don't have those uh, uneven performances like in Arkansas mm. or um, in Auburn where it was really just hard to move the ball. So it all over the course of the year kind of ended up looking particularly impressive. And, yeah, when you take the entire body of work, I mean, Jaden had the second most productive season by a quarterback in LSU history behind Burroughs' <laughs> Heisman campaign. He did. Well, whole, and it's so crazy you say that and then the controversy that looms on Twitter. 
Well, because, you know, you can also point to the fact that he need, you had those games that were, were tough. I mean, LSU still won them, um, the for, you know, on the whole, of the ones that we were talking about with Arkansas and Auburn, which I think particularly come to mind. But, um, you know, there were still ways that he had to improve because numbers don't tell you everything. Your eyes right. also do. And, no doubt. Um, you know, he had to kind of get through his reads and, and work on his downfield passing game. Uh, so else you continue to make steps as an offense and that's what he's trying to do and that's what he hopes uh, can really be the benefit of a full offseason that he didn't have last year you mm-hmm. know being able to work on the timing and the chemistry with the receivers we've seen that you know be very beneficial for other teams and LSU past LSU teams and so now um, LSU is going to try to do it again this time I see you got the final four cap on as I as we wrap this up with you uh, last night, we, we talked a lot of March, and mine was, I think, UCLA. T- my final four was UCLA, Texas, Bama, Tennessee. Who's your final four? Or did your did your bracket get busted already? It's not completely busted. It's not in excellent shape either. I had uh, Houston and Alabama in the national championship with Houston winning it. That was oh! shaky because of their Oh, color. okay. Um, and then Marquette was another one of my final four teams. I thought they'd make a run. They obviously did not. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm struggling for forget who my other four uh, teams Michigan sudden, State. Well, high. Michigan State, uh, that game was in uh, overtime. Right. I forget that side of the bracket, though. Oh, I actually had Duke uh, coming out of that side. It was uh, – I think who's playing Who's playing that tonight? I'd have to go man. back and look at it. Oh, I've got Gonzaga. I'm mean, oh, with the Zags and Drew Timmy and all their experience. I don't know if that's one's going to work out. Is Drew me. was Drew did Drew Timmy first attend Gonzaga in 1981? <laughs> <laughs> it feels that way, but Graham's only been there like three or four years. I know, but I guess because they've been so present in the tournament his entire career that you just continue to see him over and over and over again, and it feels like he's been there forever. Uh, Wilson, what do you make of? Uh, so when we talk about the new rules in the transfer portal. Matt McMahon, what I mean, do you? I mean, do you? I mean, because look, you and I both know this, especially when it's football and guys are hitting the portal. You're always having to talk about how it, you know, look things look either when guys leave or guys don't. Should LSU fans be a little alarmed that guy? You got some things going out and not coming in. You're catching me out of my depth here with Matt Woodman's basketball. Okay, all right. Well, you know what. Uh, I feel like I would be giving a an uninformed answer. Unfortunately, I don't want to like just <laughs> shut out the question, but I just don't. I just don't. Feel You're like good. I would be the best source for that. For the uh, look, I'm not either. That's why I try to bring people on that can <laughs> do it for me. <laughs> All right, Wilson. Our, our, our Sheldon Mickles, who covers men's basketball here for the Advocate for us, uh, he'd be he'd be your guy. Anybody who wants to know, uh, go read Sheldon's stuff. I'm sure he's uh, you know he's been on top of that kind of thing and. Um, Sheldon does a great job for us. Going to need to do that. Going to need to do that. All right, Wilson Alexander, go watch the Final Four, man. Hang out with your fiance. To just tell her, hey, you know, I just had to go talk to Blake for a second. That's all you got to tell him. Look, you know what I mean? All right, I appreciate it, Wilson. We'll see you soon, buddy. All right, y'all. Have a good night. All right, that's Wilson Alexander from The Advocate joining us. Um, Not bad. That's, Wilson's good, man. Wilson's really good. Wilson's really, really, really good at what he does. What he does. Zach, you got some scores for me, dog? You got some scores for me in here? Um, Let me tell you, though, about our good friends before he kind of pops up some scores. Let me tell you about our good friends over. uh, We can't. I can't find it. Oh, there it is. (laughs) I know I can't. Zach, can you find Wham Electric? I can't find it. 
Hold on. Hold on. We're having some technical difficulties here. There it is. There it is. Our good friends over at Wham Electric. Call them today at 95-241-8059. 95-241-8059. Guys, if you, if you need a generator during hurricane season, it's too late. You need to call them now. Let them come out to your house and install that Generac today. 985-241-8059. Residential needs as well. They do it all. Let them know that Blake Rafino sent you on by. All right. To kind of wrap this up, we'll, we'll cut a little bit short tonight, Zach, since we got some some basketball in this thing. Um, Zach, I'm going to bring you back up. Predictions? Predictions this week? Two of three. I really believe that. I mean, when you got when you got Paul Skeens on the mound on Friday, you're going to win a lot of weekend series. Well, if you don't win them, you have a damn good chance. That's for sure. And you got you got to take Friday nights. Now, look, yeah, I mean, you, you can't really help you can't help this Friday. Friday. You can't have this Friday because of weather. So, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Um, who who's going to be your MVP of the weekend? Mm, that's a good question. I'm going to go Dylan Cruz. I think Dylan Cruz is pissed. Just reading some of the stuff that players are saying about him, about how he's never beaten Arkansas, and I think he's one in five against Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think, I think, from what I hear, I think Dylan's a little pissed off. Uh, an MVP? Yeah. I, I will say that I'd like to see Josh Pearson continue his success. So I, I – I'll go with Josh Pearson, uh, just because I want to see the continued success. Homer. <laughs> Homer. Yeah, you you and him are the same height. Y'all look alike. If you were a ba- LSU baseball player's doppelganger, it'd be it'd be Pearson. So I'm better looking than Josh Pearson. <laughs> no, you're. I mean, Paul. First off, let, first off, pause. Second off, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Kidding. Andrew Martin says Tommy White MVP. Okay. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, I mean would I, you be surprised? I mean, you know, I, I might be surprised if like Brady Neal was the MVP. I wouldn't. I think that that kid's ready to explode. Pause. But I, I mean, who, who, in, who in this lineup, right? That's in this well, lineup me, right now. So, would you be like, whoa, I'm kind of surprised. I, I'm going to, I'm going to bring up something to you. Bring up all something right. to you. Okay. Stay with me. All right. I think they might start ro- rotating Malazzo in there more. They started it like I mean they did it Tuesday, which is you know the people are probably just like oh, Jay. Jay, one but thing that we've learned I from agree. Jay, one thing it. we learn 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 from Jay. If a guy's struggling at a position, right? Like if a guy's struggling, and he's like a fringe guy, he will one thousand percent keep the hot hand in. Pulling up stats right now, so keep talking. All right. I mean, I just we'll see. But here's the thing, though. Bright, it's not as if Brady Neal's gonna give up here. I mean, they're gonna keep Brady Neal. I mean, like if he starts, that doesn't mean Malazzo won't come into the fifth. But I, I will tell yeah. you something. Sometimes though, sometimes though, catchers get really attached with pitchers. And, you know, Skeens could be calling for Neal too. So So Go ahead. I pulled it up. I pulled it up. He's I, over four hundred, and he's only got like ten or like twelve at bats. He's at three eighteen. 
He's got 22. Who, Malazzo? This is Alex Malazzo. He's at 22 ABs. He's hitting 318. Brady Neal's hitting 262. By the way, my boy, 500. Who? K. Beloso. 16 ABs, five. He's hitting 500. That's 16 at bat, Zach. I understand. Small sample size. But he's hitting 500. <laughs> That's what my wife says when you know I pull my pants down. Small sample size. Um, Ooh, well, moving on. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry you had that issue. I wouldn't know. Zach. All right. So what's Brady Neal hitting? Brady Neal right now is hitting 262, 42 ABs. So he's got a lot much larger sample size. They ain't going to take him out completely. They ain't going to do it. So not not when you this I far in. With you. I do agree with you. We're probably going to see Milazzo some more. All right. You gonna join your our, our post game women's basketball LSU baseball? Or are you gonna be a Rudy Pooh and go out on a date and not hang out with your buddy Blake? I look tomorrow is all LSU baby. Okay, it's all LSU. All right, well, I'll we'll be see. I'll be sitting my tail in my on my couch right back there. And well, you say over. that, but then sometimes you fall asleep. That is true. That is true. I'm I'm not gonna argue that. All right, we'll see y'all tomorrow, guys. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.